This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. today with dad three dads to be exact uh looking at kids through all the ages and stages and looking at mom too so we got tom shalou he has two girls ages 10 and 13 host of the quiz show yeah mike murphy the rosecliff founder venture capitalist fund he's got uh six children all different ages <laughs> and jimmy Felia, the comedian one son age 10 hey wow what a group Great to see you. Six kids. I thought I recognized you from Hoarders. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was like, I know that guy. Be here. I was wondering if Lauren was going to get all the ages right because she didn't ask. But, uh, she, she <laughs> I didn't bother. That. I didn't bother to get the ages right. How does one have six kids? Not physically. Kind of the same as one, but uh, <laughs> you do it a lot. It's a very similar process. Uh, can you get the the name, the ages right? I mean, that yeah. is a lot. So 16, 14, 12, wow. 9, 8, and the baby turned three this past weekend. That's fun. Look at wow. You, was, uh, why did you get... I think the the parents who have a lot of kids, they always they have this story. They, well, after two, it gets easier and easier. That's what they keep. They, they always try to tell yeah. you that because they uh, they all want you to have more kids, right? Yeah. So they're like, after two, don't worry about it. It starts getting easier and easier. Is that the case, That's, Mike? No, not at all. <laughs> not, not at all. But, but <laughs> it I, is a lie. I will say, you know, some people I'll hear a lot. I only have one, mm-hmm. or I only have two. Mm-hmm. One's hard. You know, one. one yeah. It's not as if it's like having relative. one or two. Uh, yeah, exactly. it's relative to what so, you know. Um, yeah. What one thing I do get a lot is. Did you always know you wanted six kids? And the answer is no. Um, you know, we had I asked this girl out, and th- th- that worked out, and we ended up getting married, and then we had one baby, and then another, and uh, the rest is history. It's like a, it's like a Ponzi. Is scheme. there going to be a number seven? <laughs> there is not. No, uh, that is it. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, when we look at this through through the different ages, you know, you're just saying like you have that one kid. It seems so difficult because it's all you know. Then you have two. Arguably, you have some experience. It gets a little bit easier. Um, but what changes do you have to make as a, as a parent? Because in the beginning, it's all about what they need, 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 need. And then it, it changes to what they need, what you need. Talk about kids through the ages since you've got all ages. Yeah, so I, I think best way to uh, answer that, when we had our – we had one daughter who was 18 months. My wife was about to have our second daughter, and we were moving into a new apartment. My wife said, well, there's a bedroom right outside of ours. We'll put the baby there. And I said, no way. She said, what, what do you mean? I said, no, Michaela, our oldest daughter, will go next to us. And she said, why? I said, because I know her. I don't even know this new baby. <laughs> so what, someone said to me years later that one of the greatest days is when you realize you can love the second and third as much as you love the first. Mm-hmm. So although it changes over time, you know, I think it, it's important to get to know each of them and uh, – you hear a lot uh, bigger kids, bigger problems. Um, mm. You know, it, it's, we have a little bit of it, that. Things change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, I have a ten-year-old, but he's like a legit like five ten. 
So everybody who meets him assumes he's a really dumb 16-year-old because oh. <laughs> they have like a level of intellectual expectation based on his height. Huge kid. And they're like, yeah. yeah, wow, this uh, high school sophomore talks a lot about Pokemon. Really <laughs> strange. I didn't see that coming. Uh, but to your point about bigger kids, bigger problems, um, you know, my kid's like a little bit of a mischievous kid, but he does this thing now, which is it's really funny, but it's horrible. He'll go to the grocery store with me, and he likes to make me uncomfortable. So he'll walk around the grocery store and be like, I don't know this man. And people just die. I die oh laughing. He thinks great. it's funny, but people in the store are kind of half horrified until they see that we're laughing. And he'll yell that, like, I forgot his birthday. He does, Or I don't feed the dog. And it's like, you know, he likes to prank a little bit, I guess is what I would say. Question for you. Mm. Is Mike's stories, are, are they birth control for you and your wife? Are you? <laughs> Are you guys done at one? Uh, six well, here's the thing, man. Even one, you know, it's a weird thing because I don't want to say it wasn't prepared, uh, you know, that we weren't going to do that because we had gotten married. But I was still a little shocked when Maury Povich said it was mine. You know, I was, uh, <laughs> there was there was a minute of unrest where I was like, well, really, I guess we're doing this. But no, it's not that I've been talked out of it. It's that we got to a point where the gap is so big that I just don't know that we do it again. We're not anti-kid. But I also don't want to be that guy with like the twenty-one-year-old and the two-year-old, unless you're like well, Mick Jagger. Then you have Jagger. a babysitter, yeah, like a, a built-in babysitter. I mean, at you all would times. at that point, but I don't know that I necessarily trust this kid with another life. Let if alone I could his add own, there, yeah. the, the built-in babysitter thing is a little um, a, a misnomer because mm-hmm. my sixteen-year-old, my built-in babysitter, doesn't stay home to babysit the three-year-old. She now <laughs> has her own life. So Goes um, out. the the Built-in babysitter thing doesn't work. Got it. Tom, are your girls babysitters for, for other families at this point? What stage are you at? Yeah, like yeah my 13-year-old is a babysitter. She, We live in a building in the Bronx, so she goes upstairs and sits for the kids. And we leave them home alone now sometimes. That's I won't tell big. you which nights. Yeah. Because they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> I'll tell you which nights, you creeps. Yeah. At what age is it okay Simonetti to do that? Well, I mean, I guess you got to play it by ear because, you know, certainly we were left home alone at a much younger age. We were allowed to, you know, my daughter always jokes because that's her, her barometer is that I went to uh, the, the Red Sox game when I was seven years old. My mother let me get on a bus and go into the, you know, into the Reds. And, of course, I got lost. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, because it was with a playground. So it was kind of organized. They had chaperones. But whenever I don't allow my daughter to do something, she's like, Dad, you went to a Red Sox game when you were seven. Like, you know, she wants more freedom. But once we got, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty responsible. So once the first day we, we kind of went out without a, a sitter, it was like, you know, you're 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 just nervous and everything, and then you come home and they're just you know it's just the same thing. They're watching a dumb movie. At what point are you going to be worried though that when you come home you're going to find like remnants of what they weren't supposed to be doing, but that's what they were doing when you I were gone? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'll have to deal with that when we get to it. But it's girls, you know. The, the girls don't get into trouble. Oh, I think girls are so much scarier. <laughs> really? Yes, yes, absolutely. Especially in the age of like social media and a smartphone and all the things that can happen on the phone. Yeah. That happen in real life, but start on the phone. Yeah. But Do I need to say more? You don't know, but what I think happens now is I think the phone exposes them to more risque content, a more risque content, but I think it actually also makes them more reserved. Because I think they have, kids have like a self preservation instinct, and I think some of the stuff horrifies them. Because like my kid who's 10 sees stuff on the internet that he probably shouldn't see, but I find him socially to be a lot less ambitious than we were. What I mean by that is like they're 10, and the vast majority of his friends 
have no interest in courtship. And like when I was 10, I was like legit putting on cologne, buying teachers drinks or at least trying to like I was going in. And uh, it's shocking to see them just want to stay home and get babysitted by a device. But that's what a lot of them do. Wow, Mike. I, I hope you're right on that. Um, you know, I, I'll <laughs> Makes say I'm, feel better. I'm fortunate. You know, we've had um, so our three oldest are girls. So basically three teenage girls in the house. And we've had no drama whatsoever as of yet. And the stuff uh, I won't get into. I don't detail, even believe but, you right now. No, it, it's the thank God it's the truth. Um, As he takes but, a pull from a flask, but uh, like, you have no drama. No, it's really it, smooth. It's been very fortunate. It's uh, it's been great, and um, you know, at some point, I guess you know, the kids are kids, but so far, so good. Like, been very, very blessed. Part, part of the, the I just want to say here, part of the fact that it's going great for us is because. We let our wives do all Thank the work. Thank you. Yes. That's where I was going. <laughs> do you really they know? do everything. Yeah. Well, my wife can yell at my or correct my daughters in a way that I can't. Um, you know, she'll just kind of like know, like just stops them in their tracks. If, if they ever, if anything is out of line, she'll just kind of sternly put them in their place. Whereas if I do, it doesn't seem to work as well. So fortunate it takes two and um i think my wife so mrs murphy is a better parent better um (laughs) if she's listening yes Um, no i I think truthfully we uh we do luckily um you know we started dating when we were young and got married young and um luckily we balance each other what Uh, does she need from you like what do you know that you can do on a daily weekly basis whatever that would make it easier for her because she's home with the kids most of the time she is she is um yeah i think about that all the time um you know, I think the most important thing is that she knows I'm there. So even if I'm not um, there physically, know, knows that I'm there like to support her, to back her up. Um, or if I ever do need to be there physically, get up, leave work, and be at a, um, you know, one of the kids' shows or games or something. Um, uh, so I, I take, you know, it's very important. Like I kind of live by the motto, happy wife, happy life. Because mm-hmm. um, those times when you're, I think these guys would probably agree, if you're in a disagreement fight with your wife nothing good is good like nothing can <laughs> yeah. happen that makes yeah. the day good when, when, until that part is remedied and corrected everything's terrible so the lead if your wife's not happy you're not going to be happy so do whatever you can to keep your wife happy would be my yep. two cents yeah the, uh the um we can't uh read her mind mm-hmm. uh she'd like us to uh <laughs> Hello. Isn't that right? Are you, are you getting blamed for dreams again? <laughs> Why were you hitting on that turtle riding a skateboard, Tom? <laughs> well, that's the thing yeah. is that we don't know anything. And, uh-huh. and women are good at picking up. Men and women are different, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very different hmm. in every way. But they they have – I like to focus on the strengths that women have. For instance, okay. they have a great sense of ESP. You know, Does anyone mm-hmm. use that term anymore? They they sure. un, they know what's going on in the world. They they're very uh, you know emotionally smart. They know when someone is uh, you know will run into someone that makes sense. And, and you know run into a couple. They'll talk or whatever, and then they leave. And well, that was weird. And I'm like, why was that weird? We just talked to two people. Like you know, what I mean? oh no, like, they're very vibey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Women are a, very vibey. She gets a weird vibe. Yeah. Of, so they have these sense of perception. And they think we have them too, but mm-hmm. we have nothing. 
We no. have nothing unless instructed. We don't know anything. My vibe right now, if you guys can read it, is I'm just going to let you dig yourself deeper. So, into oh yeah, well, we're into that. <laughs> okay. But listen, I want to. I can absolve us for a, a lot of these things we do long, wrong. What a lot of people don't know is like women will say men don't listen, and the truth is like we actually don't listen. And it's not because like you're not interesting or compelling or profound. It's because like the male mind, it's like a computer with no virus protection. Like when you talk to us, we get pop ups that fly onto the screen, and we can't x out of the pop ups. They just keep opening up. So it's like you might be telling us something really. Pro- Profound and heavy about work, and we're just like, I like ice cream sandwiches. And for whatever reason, we're now into a good humor rant in our brain. Can I and meet your wife? Most. She's a good egg, Jenny Fela. My <laughs> wife grew up on a dairy farm in Ohio, so she didn't know her street value before we got engaged. Street and then she moved value. here and realized she probably could have did a lot better. But by then, we were in <laughs> no backsies in Ohio. Married up. Yeah, I did it right, man. Jenny Fela, good egg. I asked my husband coming into this. I was like, just prep me a little bit for my dad panel. On we're momming today. He's like, oh, God, what do you need? I'm like, well, what do I need from you? Like, if, if you, how do you help me? I mean, it was like five minutes of just pulling pulling his teeth. And finally, he's like, well, you know, you need to go to sleep early. So I basically watch the kids as soon as I get home. That's all I had. Yeah. Right, five minutes. This is tasks, you know? Well, listen, man. Keep it simple. That's, that's how you help me? Okay. One of the best contributions anybody can make as a parent is to just be consistent and whatever that means, whether it's your presence, whether it's your disciplinary measures, whatever it happens to be, that sense of continuity is probably what benefits the kids the most who grow up in a stable house. Does Jenny work? Uh, she does. Okay. Um, she teach, She's a TA and she uh, she makes cakes, custom cakes that are really wild. Yeah, I'll show you off the air. So you guys are doing the whole work life, oh, parenting, balance. Yeah, we're doing it. Like, we're making it happen. And, uh, you know, for the most part, it's going pretty well. What like, about we're about you, loving it. Yeah, the she has the hardest job in the world, a mom. <laughs> that is hard. There's no escape. Well, it is. And that is, I mean, th- that's the balance right there. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's been great that she's been able to, to stay home with the kids, you know. Uh, and uh, she did it. She did it all, you know. I, I so she gave up her career to raise the girls. Yeah, in a huge way. She's now she's got you know all her skills of atrophied. What's she going to do in the marketplace now? <laughs> this is, is the speech he gives her every night when that, they get in the fight. Does that <laughs> become an issue place. though? You know, does she? And I, no, I hear no, this from a lot of my friends saying, she's, "I wish I could go back to work, but like, what exactly would I would I do? I, I've missed so many years, or I'm so jealous of my mm. husband because he gets to do all these things that I used to do." Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's. I don't know what the uh, – I would think if my wife were here, she'd be like, well, I do I do a ton anyway. She's do, she's always running around doing stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, I think everything has – Everything has worked out great, and if if she ha- if she had to work, if she was off, that would be another thing we'd have to deal with. But the fact that we we don't is great. Okay. You brought mm-hmm. up balance. Yes. You know how your husband balances you, and what you need to be balances to get to sleep early. And Tom brings up you know what balances him. I, I think that if there's one key to marriage, I, I believe it's balance. And if you you have a much better chance of having a good marriage if you find someone who balances you. So if the two of you balance each other. Whatever that may be, I think you have a good chance of it working. What would your reaction be if your wife said, hey, Mike, I'm, I'm, I need to start working again. I'm, I'm going back to work. Yeah, we actually – well, you know, so our youngest daughter, Brooke, just turned three. So she'll start school in September. So, I mean, it, it's a half day, but, um, you know, my wife, something. my wife will have a lot more free time. I'd, I'd be as support – you know, I'm all for it. You know, I, I we invest in early stage companies, and my wife is um, very into – shopping um, for the kids <laughs> and herself, or fashion, I should say. So we talk about her possibly starting a business or doing something there. 
And if she did, I'd be, uh, I'm all for it. Well, if that's got, what she wanted to do. You've got the sample, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we have the samples for sure. <laughs> that's funny. Um, as kids get older, and I'm totally not there yet, um, how do you deal with the attitudes, the opinions, the personalities that they start to form? How does your parenting start to differ, change? Mm, I mean, I guess for, I guess to me, because I'm watching that right now, because he's getting a little bit more sassy and stuff, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're not afforded as much rope as you were with like a little kid when it was kind of harmless. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, you're, if you let things go now, they're more likely to become ingrained in his day-to-day behavior. Um, I feel like, you know, even though they're technically more impressionable when they're young, I feel like when they're old, they're doing so much more socializing so I'm trying to be proact- more proactive in curbing that now. So you're more of a parent now in I a think sense. so, you're yeah, which more. is probably the wrong way to go. We probably should have been stricter <laughs> earlier, but here we are. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. What do you think, Tom? Well, I was – I mean I remember mentioning in my book that I don't know if my parents planned out their, their, you know, their, their parenting plan ahead of time, but they were very – we had a very disciplinarian home up until a certain point, and then it was like a laissez-faire completely. <laughs> Because there were, you know, we were five kids in the, in the home. But I think my dad, it was like he was very fierce when we were young. And then when I was a teenager, he was just like, well, you know. Fierce hey, meaning he put the fear of God in you? Yeah, or yeah. Just it was strict. like very disciplinarian. And I knew other friends of mine, mm-hmm. say, you know, guys that I played sports with and everything, whose dad was still that stern dad mm-hmm. from when he was seven years old. And, you know, hey, um, you know, tuck yeah. in your shirt, cut your hair. Like the, yeah, yeah. he was the, my dad, like he didn't. He had uh, he kind of was he was done by the time I was well, thirteen. I was he say, was like, "Where were you in the kid order? Though were you the last kid? Fourth kid? Okay, yeah. By that point, they yeah, they, yeah, they get a little bit hunted. Yeah, they, <laughs> that's the thing is that I try to be a little more laissez-faire as the kids uh-huh. get older because I was very much, you know, say my kids were that's stupid when they were mm-hmm. little. That's stupid. Don't say stupid. Yeah. That was it. Just boom. Just mm-hmm. that, you know, say just I would just issue an, uh, you know, a dad edict. Thing. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's stupid, I say, really? Why do you think that's stupid? I'll ask her. You know what I mean? We'll deep. get into a little. That's uh, deep. I like it. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what I notice. You know, it used to be don't say stupid. And now it's like, really, why do you think that? And then, you know, take we- it from there. Is it one parent is the disciplinarian and the other is the easygoing one? Because in my house it is. I'm definitely the easygoing one, and I oh, never really? thought that would be the You're case. You're the easygoing. So much so that it's an issue. <laughs> It's an issue. I give the sugar. I let them stay. Oh late. yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm the fun parent, look, and my she, husband gets so annoyed. That's amazing. You're the bad third base coach. Do I look mean? You're you guys thought I would home. be the mean I parent. I think. Well, the thing what does is that say about me? Jeez. I saw you as more the disciplinarian. Yeah. to be honest. Yes, all three of you thought that. Well, I plus would. my wife would be like, "No sugar." I'm more like when she's not looking. I'm like, "Take the sugar. I don't care." <laughs> oh yeah. We're, no, me and my son are eating like it's a hazing ritual every day. <laughs> my wife is freaking out. <laughs> yeah. You're your wife is a, she's a trying baker. To hold, yeah, but she's trying to hold our, our, our lives together. Mm-hmm. You know, she grew up like a halfway decent person. She just married into this <laughs> fracas. She just got in there uh, somehow. Yeah. Um, anybody feel like a chauffeur permanently, 24-7, with their parents, <laughs> with their kids? You see, I don't have that because I'm here. I have the opposite, and mm-hmm. I, I don't doubt that she does feel that way. Like, I take him to school in the morning, and then I'm gone. I don't see him till like, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, Between really? Like, yeah, oh, we, right, you're working Kennedy's hours. live, and, you know, a lot of weeknights I do stand-up after the show, so I get home. He's already in bed. We do a lot of FaceTime. I kind stuff. of fear that. I, <laughs> yeah. I think about, you know, as we over-program our children, you have them in this class and that yeah. and this, all these activities. You guys know what this is like. Um, 
How does one person physically get all of those kids to all those different places on a daily basis? I don't, I don't know. So I, I pull back when I can because I mean, yeah. my oldest is not even four. I feel like mm-hmm. I can. But as they get older, they really want to do stuff. They do. And I think one thing, um, I grew up playing sports, played sports in college. So I think, you know, for the boys, yes, but even more so for the girls, I think it's very important. Like, mm-hmm. because, you know, living in New York City, they're kind of in a bubble, I think, growing up. And sports removes that where you're going to get knocked down and, you know, you have to figure out if you're going to get up and what you're going to do and how you're going to respond to it. So my three daughters um, play travel volleyball. My two sons play travel hockey and travel lacrosse. Two parents. um, So games overlapping. So not only is it that you're a chauffeur, that's one, you know, to Vermont, to Indianapolis, to Kansas, to all these different places. You know, all the hot lacrosse spots. Yeah, Yeah. the the hot spots. (laughs) So... My, uh, but the, I mean, kind of the the drawdown. Uh, the the bad part about that is my wife has to take some one place, and I take the others to another place. So like on Friday, my wife goes one way, I go the other way, and then we see each other again on Sundays a lot. Um, what if you mess it up? Like you know, if, like, if you mess up the schedule, go to Indianapolis instead <laughs> yeah. of Vermont, like that. Has that happened? Um, it hasn't. Yeah, um, take the wrong but, kid to the wrong but, game. However, um, not not proud of this, but my son, who's the hockey player, he's nine. He is the greatest kid ever at putting on full hockey gear in the back of the car while we're doing 80 <laughs> because we're late. So we're usually running late. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've never gone to the wrong spot. Speaking of late. worst daddy moment, anybody want to want to share? Wow. A low point. I mean, I, you two point. should go first because I have like 33 of them. You got to I mean, think yeah. of you do. I, I kind of so funny. Lead. I can't think of any. No, I'm myself. actually well, not I, that bad. I, I think oh, comes I'll to give mind. you one. You, if you want to go first, I'll give you no, one. No, it's fine. Okay. I was uh, – Lincoln is 10 when he was 2. Um, I was doing a Sunday night spot at Gotham. My babysitter canceled at the last minute, so I took him to the show. So far, not a big deal. He's just sitting over on the side. But I was supposed to go on second. The MC brought me on first. Like I'm just standing on the side of the club talking to a waitress with Lincoln in my arms. And uh, the guy's like, yeah, Jimmy Fallon. And uh crowd started clapping. I was like, oh, my God, I got to go. And I just ran onto the stage, left Lincoln. And uh, he was crying his head off on the side of the room. So I told the audience, I'm like, this is really awkward, but that's my son crying. I couldn't get a sitter. I'm like, do you guys mind if I just bring him on stage and I'll throw him on my shoulder? And I could send you a picture. And I had to do 20 minutes with this chubby little kid on my arm. And uh, he really did get heavy as it went on. But it was a great set because the audience loved that there was a lot of, like, back and forth. And I probably will lose a custody battle someday because they could <laughs> cite that. It's like, your honor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he brought him on stage. But, we yeah. need that picture. I, I'll, I'll send it to you after the show. Okay, Tom. I don't know anything. I can't remember doing You're anything a perfect bad. Not, dad. I mean, kind of. I mean, that's what I in Let's my own mind. Let's call your wife. What's yeah. your number? Oh boy, <laughs> Tom. Shirley. Well, I don't. I mean, it's like I can't really. I would have many moments if I had any responsibilities. Like with the scheduling, it's like my wife gives me the whole schedule. Like she, you know, she's got. She knows where all the kids have to be at all times. So I guess the worst daddy moment is just constant. Like. My constant so, lack of, of uh, attention and abilities to I get the, your household. the day-to-day. You're in the household where it's easier to X you out of the equation yeah. and <laughs> just kind of give you what you need. Yeah. Give you like, you know, this is what you need to do now. Yeah. And then you'll do it perfectly. That's why you're a perfect dad. You can't think of a bad experience, but right. you're never in charge of that organization. Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay. it's, it's all-encompassing kind of the bad too. daddy moment. Shalom. <laughs> so um, – uh, I have one of my children has the exact same DNA as I do. And, um, you know, so kind of grew up knowing everything, like kind of has an answer for everything. Um, So we kind of butt heads a little bit. So if I should be, I should do a better job of dealing with the 
blank year old me and um, be, have more patience with him and um, him. So now you know it's one of two. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah, I, I wish um, you know. Sometimes you lose your patience. Uh, I wish I had more patience all the time. But your wife probably gravitates to that son better, or no? Yeah, I mean, there. I, I'd, I'd like to think we have a great relationship. He just knows how to, you know, he's me. He knows and how you're he, wired. Yes, yeah. and, and we're wired the same. So he has all the answers, but I also have all the answers. So, like, it, it's we're, we're two of the exact same personalities That's kind of funny. butting heads, and neither one's going to give in. Yeah. And um, so, I, don't, I hope you guys don't play Pictionary together. I think <laughs> we, if you guys play Pictionary, you can't be on the same team. Yeah. That'd be unfair. Um, you, you you got it exactly right. Like that, that's, Pick, that's he's a Pictionary hustler. That's how he made his fortune. The, uh, down on the illicit Pictionary hustling. So Rachel Campo Stuffy introduced me to the term "mommy mentor," and I'm kind of obsessed with it. That's so funny. I have mommy mentors. Do you guys have that version for dads? I I don't. I, um, a daddy being, something, daddy mentor. You know what though? I think being a Father or dad today in 2019 is a lot different than it was, you know, say 15, 20 years ago. Um, yeah. You know, I think it, it's I joke a lot and say, you know, it's mm-hmm. a tough time to be a dad in New York City because, you know, you have you're the worker, you're the parent, you're the coach. Like so there's it used to be like the dad's work and then they go play golf, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know how long, far back I'm going. But, um, you know, I think so. To I think the the previous generation is a lot different than what's expected mm-hmm. or what's Required more of our generation, now. More, more is expected. I think, mm-hmm. which I'm all for. Like, I, I think mm-hmm. it, it should. I want to be in, as involved as I can be mm-hmm. with my kids' lives. Um, so, no, I don't have. Um, but I, I do think patience is um, someplace that I'd like to improve but, on. Yeah, and I would say, like, da- it's termed like daddy mentor. I mean, you got to give it a new name. Though. Well, well no, I cool. mean, well, no, by name, it's Johnny Walker. It's his name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his name is. <laughs> so do you have a Johnny Walker? Uh, I'm a Michter's guy personally, but yeah, maybe that would be it. But I do have, it's funny, on Sundays, uh, I have like a couple of creative dudes come over and we usually have a drink in the backyard and smoke a cigar and I let my son sit in on that. Cool. And, uh, he gets Wait, a and that, that that's interesting. That yeah. wasn't your worst dad moment, right? The there, same right? Thing. No, drinking in front of the kid with a cigar is come on, it's a step up. Step then up you go to class. the comedy club. Yeah. We got it. And we hang out underage. Yeah, I think they they all are all my dad friends. And, you know, I have got the it's like the the Catholic guys that we get together. You know, mm-hmm. then there's my old buddies. Um, most of my old buddies from high school got started a little earlier than me, so their kids are older now. But you get together, you talk dad stuff. We would never call it mentoring because mm-hmm. we would think that that's not yeah. manly enough. Sounds soft. But you get together, you have not. a drink. And you were you, Johnny Walker. Yeah, got yeah. It. And you talk about stuff, mm-hmm. and it ends up being mentoring. And I'm probably a mentor for them as well. So you kind of steal ideas from each other. You talk things out, you know, that kind of stuff. As much as you guys can with your schedules, do you do a version of family dinner every night? Every night for me, no. Um, you know, we have to talk every night because I'm here during dinner time. But on the weekend, yeah. Yeah. Like we squeeze it. We yeah. hang out a lot. Of yeah, my wife is more into food than I am. She's Italian. I- Irish Catholic, like we're not like food people as mm-hmm. much. So there's that constant thing. My wife wants to have the dinner. I'm like, I don't think dinner is that big of a deal. I talk about this all the time. I never stop talking about the dinner because so many people, I, I love talking about parenting. I like families. I'm, I'm like, you know, families should... They should do things together. Mm-hmm. They should go to church together. They should do all this. Dinner, not that big of a deal with me. But my wife likes it, so 
I do that when we can, but we don't do it five days a week. But, but on you the do weekends, church. yes. On the you, but on the weekends we do meals. You know, I don't mind if we had one meal a week. I do love family dinner. I also like it with the in-laws when we go over her parents because they're you know the Italian. They're very into food, and I make jokes about it all the time that they're so into food. I'm like these people are always. Either yeah. having dinner or preparing for the next dinner. Oh, that's you know? definitely my family. Like certain certain families, especially Italian families, I'm, a, I'm Italian and Polish. Yeah. That is how they communicate their affection for each other. Food it's and through, wine. It's through feeding you. No, and we like, don't, I mean, Irish, like yeah, my, my wife, she will go to my family and she's like, I can't even believe these people. It's like, there's no, they, no, no. Where is the first course? It's no, like, I get it. Where's yeah. the mozzarella? There's like, there's maybe, there's some, some triscuits on the table and you oh. can just reach in the box. And then, like, you in know, the box. nobody the, gets anyone a drink. Yeah, it's that a, is the, go, go get one. I don't care. Go get yourself a drink. That is the quickest <laughs> way to a character assassination, though, in mixed company, <laughs> is to have people over and not feed them properly. Oh, and that's Everyone's going to hammer you on the way home in the press. Yeah. What made me think of dinner is what you said, Mike, that, you know, it used to be 15, 20 years ago, the dad didn't do as much. So I asked my mom recently, I'm like, you raised three kids, you worked, you, I mean, we're all, you know, no one's a serial killer. We all did okay for ourselves. How did you do it? And she said, we prioritized. I always had a schedule and we had dinner together every single night. And it just yeah. got me thinking that that dinner was so important because my dad was just coming home. We had a late dinner because he had to, you know, be home from work. Uh, but I remember that. We did. We had like a full course Italian dinner every single night from my mother who worked. That's awesome. Kudos yeah. to your mom. Good, good. good job, Janet. About that? Shout <laughs> so, out to your uh, in mom. In our house, uh, certain nights, uh, dinner will start at 5 um, for the kids who have like 6 o'clock practice, and it'll end at 9.30 for the kids that had an earlier practice and are coming home. Oh, you're on a so whole new level. So my wife bought this thing that I, I didn't know what it was, but it's a crock pot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she'll make things like um, turkey chili or chicken fajitas or um, turkey meatballs, and so it's on uh, some temperature where nothing burns, but it's hot if you want to eat at 5, and it's hot if you want to eat at 9.30, so it's kind of brilliant. Um, so um, that, that's dinner a lot of nights in our house. But living in New York City, we also, when my wife doesn't cook, we order in, and um, then more people are want to, people want to be there for the uh, ordering in part of things. And the uh, bill that you get at the end. Yes. That's, that's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I, will, we, I would rather come home or if I'm on the way home and my wife is like, should we wait for you? And I'll be like, no. Should we wait? You know, because then, no, have dinner. She can make something up. They can have, she can make a sandwich for them. Then I get home. I'll wolf something and then we'll play a board game. To me, the dinner is not sacred. Like the, di- the dinner time around the table, it's a little extreme because with all the schedules, I would rather just kind of forsake is, that. Is that how it was, though, in your house as a kid? Yeah. Because a lot of us oh, just emulate what My we mother come would from. make, yeah, she would just make us pot of spaghetti and we would be like, she With would Ragu? leave us, pl- yeah, because oh. we'd be out playing a wiffle ball game, yeah, and we exactly, and we would we wouldn't want to we wouldn't want to finish the game, yeah. come in, so she would just let us finish. We'd come in and we'd uh, eat the cold wow. spaghetti, you know. So That's- my Italian grandfather made my um, Irish grandmother learn how to make real Italian sauce. Uh, really? Mm. Did she did she pull it off? God. Uh, it wasn't as good as yeah. my mother's mother's, but you know, <laughs> the Italian grandma's was pretty good. It's funny. God rest her soul. Oh, no, my mom can cook, but it's a little aggressive. Like, I got the kind of mama, like, you pull into the driveway and she starts pelting your car with meatballs from the bushes. <laughs> like, it's, it really, it's become something else. It's no longer a meal. No, we need to talk about it. Guys, thank you so much. A lot of fun. Thank that you. wraps it up for the dad panel. Yeah, Look at us. We learned a lot. Everyone we survived today. We're all being we served did? with papers yeah. when we leave the studio right now. <laughs> you guys were my daddy mentors today. <laughs> I, mean, I think yeah. we need a shot. I learned Johnny a lot. Walker. Here it is to John.
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.